Hello and welcome to the Busby Lane podcast. It's your boy Ugo, and today I'm just going to be ranting a little bit about all these conversations about all out. Um, it's really been really, really, really toxic. Um, as a Manchester United supporter, um, for eight years. Uh, let's just be very, very blunt and clear here. Since Feggy um, retired, we we have really, really struggled as a club, as a whole. Um, one thing that we've done, we started off by giving uh, the job to uh, David Moyes. He wasn't necessarily backed in the window, um, but obviously was one of the toughest jobs to take over from. But we all felt like, okay, you know, coming off of a championship winning season, the expectations were really high that he was going to repeat that. Um, things didn't go according to plan. Moyes was sacked. We bring in LVG. Um, he wins us, um, uh, you know, the takes us back to the Champions League after a very, very significant investment. Um, gets us uh, to win an FA Cup, I believe. Uh, before he was sacked, you know, after he missed out on the cha- on the Champions League spot by by I think points, by I think it was by no, sorry, I think by goal difference, if I remember correctly. Then we went for Mourinho. Um, same thing. High expectations. Phoenix finished sixth in his first season, second season, and and won a, a Europa League in that first season. Second season, he he goes ahead, um, to to count to finish second. Wasn't backed again, and the trouble start started. Um, Ole comes in mid season. Um, went on a, an amazing run, including the PSG when, um, he got the job. Um. The players kind of tailed off. Uh, we know why they tailed off. They were uh, asked to play a more intensive kind of football. Um, they get to a point where they couldn't continue, um, of course, and, and they tailed off. We, we could see it um, uh, towards the end of the season, and they finished very, very poorly. Um, then we start last season, and nobody had gave Ole a chance. Nobody gave Ole any sort of, you know, um, hope or fate or there was nothing we always felt like he was going to finish out of the top four and, and you know that would be the end of the season we managed to finish third start a new season <laughs> uh, we finished third in the season where there were a lot of ups and downs played by injuries uh, people like Paul Pogba didn't play till after I think he played maybe two or three games um, and after that he didn't play many many more games till you know till the post lockdown uh, where he played most of the games to the end of the season um, the team um, after Bruno joined in became really prolific um, they, they did well enough you know you know relative to the players that we had uh, we didn't have too many really good players anyways uh, especially in the creative department especially in midfield which was a struggle for the team um, Bruno comes in uh, with a lot of leadership, with, with that quality that we needed to, to really get some creativity going. And we finished third. Um, on that run to finish third uh, post-lockdown, I think it was about 15 games and we lost, um, uh, was it one game, I think? Something like that. Or No, actually, we didn't lose any games since Bruno, any Premier League games since Bruno came in. We've lost the two Premier, two Premier League games this season already. Um, the first defeat to Crystal Palace was poor and, you know, a, a humiliating defeat, defeat to, to Tottenham um, as well. But it does seem like everyone was just waiting. 
like all these fans, all these fans who claim to support the club, were just waiting for the first sign of discomfort um, to pile on, on on Ole. There is a tradition that is going on. There is a new culture um, of fans who don't really support the club when things are going bad, um, who only want the club to be only on an upward trajectory. And whenever there's a bump in the road, they, they throw their toys out of the pram and demand for a new shiny toy. Typically, the, 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 the manager takes the, the full brunt of this. Um, we've seen it now happen several times. It does seem like it's happening again. But this time, it's really, really difficult to understand why it's happening. Um, a lot of us who have seen this cycle happen over and over again understand a few things. We understand a few things. One, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer had a rebuild job on his hand. Um, his job was to rebuild a team that was really, really struggling. Team culture, bringing players from the youth, which is something that we've always wanted to happen, instilling this ethos of what it means to play for this club, having some kind of identity for this club. These were things that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been focused on. Fans might say he doesn't have tactics. I think it's a very, very lazy argument because I can argue with anybody you know, at any point in time. The tactics that wins is the one that wins the game. The, the, the only way you can determine if a team has tactics or not, uh, typically with a manager, is only when teams win. Okay, you have tactics. If you don't win your tactics, you don't have tactics. But that's a very, very poor, myopic way of looking at things. So let's look at his tactics. When he started off, um, he realized that we weren't pressing very, very well. We weren't pressing from the front. We were the laziest team in the league. We, we didn't run, run as much as most teams in the league. And there was that emphasis on pressing, on pressing high up the pitch and trying to recover the ball. Recover the ball as quickly as possible in dangerous areas that gives you a good chance to actually um, find some goals when you recover the ball. If the team advances, then you have to drop deep, recover the ball and hit them on the break. Quick transitioning from back to front is the key fundamental philosophy of that system. It's a system we've seen Klopp use, we've seen Pep use it. The difference being that depending on the personal, the personnel you have in the team, you can tailor different things to suit that personnel. When you're playing against a team like City, as an example, they have the personnel to control that midfield, to pass the ball, to retain possession. One thing that I feel like um, that gets missing in all of this is that individual players, their individual capabilities, their skills is very, very, very important for the way the team plays. So if you're a team that has a lot of players who have the ball, who have ball retention as one of your qualities, you can retain the ball. So Pep would always buy players who have that capability 
to retain possession, to pass the ball around and make things happen from there and find those spaces. If you're a team that doesn't have too many of those sort of players, you have to appro approach it differently. So when we play City as an example, we, who we bid three, three times last season, we did not attempt to retain possession because we're not, we don't have the personnel to do it. So we sat in deep, soaked up the pressure and hit them on the break. Some people complained about this. Oh, he is hit. He is just he. All oh, the only thing he knows how to do is counter attack. And so when teams sit back, yes, because we lacked the ability to control the ball, find incisive passes and things like that, we couldn't really do it against the smaller teams until Bruno came in. When Bruno came in, when we went on that fifteen-game run that ended up getting us to third position. We had more possession in most of those games. We controlled the ball better and we could create loads and loads of chances. We have started the season poorly. Yes, there are reasons why we have started the season poorly. Those reasons are evident for people who want to see it, for people who don't want to see it. If you are someone who has been an Ole Alta, if you're someone who believes that a new manager is the way forward, if you're someone who is a Poch fan or Nagelsmann fan or Allegri fan or whoever it is that you're a fan of, you might choose not to see it. You might choose to say, well, there, is, there are no extenuating circumstances. Oh, they, you know, having a preseason doesn't matter. They should play well regardless, with or without a preseason. If you're burying your head in the sand, if you're purposely doing that because you want to further your agenda, then shame on you. Shame on you because you're just putting pressure on our team for no good reason. It would be ridiculous, ridiculous, if anyone is going to be pointing fingers at Olegana Sosha at this time. Klopp, as an example, finished eight in his first season, in the second season, on the last day of the season, finished fourth before they built on top of that and went ahead to do some amazing things. And the, the, the reply I always get when I, I, I pose this um, notion is, oh, but Klopp is not, is, not, is not Ole. Of course, Klopp is not Ole, but that's not the point. The point is that when you commit to a rebuild, you have to take what comes with the rebuild. Our team is the youngest team in the Premier League. They need time. They need support. They need us to be behind the team. We cannot be the biggest um, um, distraction for the team. Like I, I don't understand how any Manchester United team, uh, supporter can stay there and just love it when when their when the team loses just because they want Ole out or they just want to criticize uh, players that they don't like and things like that. It's, it's, it's appalling. It's appalling. I, I, I wish that those fans would go support whatever team they want to support and, and just leave the team alone and let, let's be supported by, by fans who really want the team to succeed. There's just no way you can just sack a manager after what? How many games have we played this season? We've played five games this season. We've won three, we've lost two. That is not a sackable 
um, um, statistic. That is not. It's not. It's by any means is not. And I know that Ole is going to prove all these doubters wrong. I know the team is going to come back strong and do the things that we need to do. And we're going to keep, you know, shut these people up. But it is becoming just crazy. The media is tapping into it. They're looking for stories where, you know, false stories, you know, floating false stories out there. And I understand it if the media is looking for some clicks. I understand it if other people from other other clubs or other fans are trying to troll us. I get it. I, it's, it's part of the game. I mean, I, I, I believe banter is, you know, maybe taking over more serious conversations that have to, to do with football. But at the same time, you can't just ignore banter. It's, it just comes with the territory of sports as a whole. Um, I, you know, I'd banter some other fans um, for, for what their clubs are doing. But what I don't expect is our own so-called supporters really, really, really sticking that knife into our players, sticking that knife into, into our manager, sticking that knife into the team. I mean, we're disgruntled, we're, we're not happy with what the board has done and things like that. But at what point do we put that aside and actually support the team? At what point do we realize that all this toxicity, all this negativity that we're brewing, that we continue to encourage and we continue to fan the flames of, just affects the team much more? Like, how can, how can any uh, player on that team stand up proud and want to, to go out and fight for you if you, you are the one who is creating the negativity. Why? Why are you creating the negativity? People talk about Sir Alex Ferguson as an example. Sir Alex Ferguson didn't play the most attractive football. If you watch Sir Alex Ferguson's sides, if you claim to be a Manchester United supporter, the Manchester United way of playing football wasn't you know, the whole, the pass the ball and triangles and stuff like that. It had to do with heart. It had to do with, you know, going out there, empowering the players to do stuff on the field. And today we want to rewrite history and make it seem like, oh, you know, you need to, the only way to play football is if you're not playing like Pep, then, then, then you're not playing football. Klopp won the league last season. Go and look at how many games they, 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 they grounded out how many games were really, really tough, how many games were just last-minute 1-0 victories. They never played scintillating football all through the season. We, we love to rewrite history. We, 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 we love to just erase what has happened in the past because we're just constantly, constantly dwelling in the now. Klopp went through that, 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 that phase. We remember the first two seasons, they had a defensive problem. They were conceding quite a number of goals. In fact, this season, they've conceded more goals than United has. And yet, there is still this really, really crazy agenda against Ole, against um, the team. You know, you hear oh, the word briefings. Someone has briefed the media. Now, you guys have to be, become smarter in this age. You have to become smarter in this age. You can't allow every... Media, these media outlets to manipulate the way you think you need to hack yourself you need to hack yourself and by hacking yourself i mean you need to be able to figure out what makes sense and what doesn't how does it benefit edward ward and the glazers to, to to feed people that we 
that 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 Ole needs to be sacked. And if if that is the case, if that's something that they're they're, they're feeding to the press through this so-called briefings that everyone now knows, oh, I know this. It's it's a briefing. It has to be a briefing. It doesn't have to be a briefing because we know that journalists can be dishonest. How many stories have we read? How many transfer stories have we read that we know are all false? Because these guys are just trying to get clicks because they understand that being a, associating any story with Manchester United just drives traffic. And why can't we understand that? So every single time someone links Manchester United with a, a move for Poch or, um, or Bruno Fernandes has fell out with the manager. And the person who actually tweeted that stuff Duncan Castle had that some guy on his podcast. He guy, the guy walked it back a few minutes later. But people didn't go back to look at it. People didn't look at what Fabricio... We love Fabricio. We know Fabricio is credible. But nobody cares that Fabricio just dispelled those rumors. And we keep on doing this over and over and over and over again. Like, when would we learn? When would we understand that this Manchester United team of today... It's not the team from 1999. It's not the team from the 2000s. It's not the Sir Alex Ferguson team. It's a team that is trying to find its identity. It's a team that is growing. It needs this foundational piece to get to that point. And we're getting there. We're, we're, our, our transfers are looking much better than they were before. We're going for the kind of players that we we'll love to go for, the exciting players. We're beginning to do stuff with our youth. I see all the abuse that Marcus gets on social. In fact, I saw a list the other day just to show negative sentiment. Marcus Rashford, number one, tops the list on players that get trolled by fans. And typically, it's our own fans. Oh, Marcus, you shouldn't be doing your um, humanitarian work. You should focus on football. You know, can you just imagine that? It's crazy. It, it's just crazy. I don't know if everybody is some perfect person in their day-to-day -day lives, no mistakes made. Everybody on social media, I think, needs to take a look at themselves and take a look at what your actions mean. You need to take a look at what your actions really mean. When you criticize every single thing that your team does, what impact does it have on their mental health? Nobody cares. Oh, they're paid. They're paid so much. They're not paid to receive abuse from you. If you want to criticize your club, constructively criticize them. You might say Ole doesn't have great tactics. You might oppose the way he he he, he sets up his, his team. You know, most of the time, people who do this don't even have the credentials to. They don't even understand football enough to do this. You When you dig deeper and ask pertinent questions about what people consider to be tactical genius you you, you 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 see that it's all fed through fifa that's it i play fifa myself there's nothing wrong with playing fifa but i'm just saying that you can't use extrapolate your fifa understanding into real world because that's not just the way the world works can we just ease on this irresponsible way of doing things can we give this manager some time why do we have to blow up this rebuild before it even starts? We're only two games to the beginning of the Premier, three games to the beginning of the Premier League season, and already people are, are ready to, to lose their heads over nothing. Liverpool lost 7 2. We are one point behind Manchester City. That is probably the best team 
in the Premier League. And they struggle, they have it, they're struggling in their own stats as well. So I I don't understand, you know, I, I have no understanding about what, how our fans are behaving. Um, it's making it easy for, for these media folks to, 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 to put out false stories um, and clickbait, which we react to. Fan channels are doing the same. Everybody is just piling on. And do you stop for a second to think what impact this has on our young players? We have the youngest team in the league, but we pile on every single time. We keep piling on and piling on and piling on. Like, can we give them a break? Can we give these guys a break? Can we just support them and let them actually play through these bad times to get to where they're supposed to be? All of you, all of you who, who, were, who were so quiet and so silent when we're going through that wonderful period, now you're coming out and you're you're, you're making the noises. You're you want you because you want some manager to be to be to be at the club, because you want your own agenda to su- succeed. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy. I don't understand it, and I I feel like um, it's really really I I I hate the fact that. The passion that we have for the, for this club has driven some people um, mad. I would say it's driven some people mad. Um, I really hope that the club can come out and put an end to all of this rubbish by coming to back Ole. Ole did his part. He got us to the third position. I'm proud of what he has done. There's so many things to look at. There's so many many things to look at. Mason Greenwood is a, is a typical example. Marcus Rashford, Anthony Martial, bringing in players like Bruno and, and they, 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 they're hitting the, the, the ground running. So players go through a rough patch. So what? When players go through a rough patch just like any other individual in, in, you know, or any other human being goes through a rough patch, what you need to do is to give them support, not, not to just you know, pile on, not to troll them. Which is what everyone is doing, or or heap abuse on them. We have a young team that needs our support, and we should provide that support. If if you feel like going to support another club, go ahead and support another club. But just we hate this toxicity, we hate this negativity that's going on. If you can't stand supporting this club, then you can go ahead and support another club. No one cares. No one needs this negativity right now. It, it, it just it's just annoying and I, I feel like Manchester United um, and the hierarchy needs to come out very very strong and support this team and support these players um, Ole understands it he wants this team to succeed we've hit a rough patch it does happen teams do hit rough, you know rough patches and rough forms and they and they and they bounce back from it Pochettino <laughs> like, come on, guys. Pochettino, I love Poch. I think he's a great manager. I think he, he was an amazing manager. I would have wanted him at Manchester United. In fact, when Mourinho was about to leave, that I wanted Poch. We all love Poch. But we can't want Poch for the sake of just wanting Poch. That can't be the rationale. That cannot be the rationale behind selecting a new manager. Oh, he's just available and that's why we should go for him. And, and, and ignore the good things that this manager is doing. 
I um, I'm a little really worried about the fan base and how we react to things and how and what this means uh, moving forward for for other people. And I, I really, really hope that we um, we grow up as a fan base and, and learn what it means to really support a club, no matter what they're going through, to support the manager, to support the team. That is how we make, that is how we grow. That's how we build a family. That's how we continue to grow. And what we should be doing is building on what we achieved last season. And yes, we've lost two games. Yes, yes. And we have a 38-game um, season. So losing two games is not the end of it. Yes, it's frustrating. For everyone, it's frustrating. We, we've, we felt, I mean, we were frustrated. Everyone was frustrated. If we had won the game, we'd, we'd be all happy. So let's take the good with the bad and realize that we need to be able to support this team, the team that we love. Let's get, let's get behind them and make sure that we, we provide that support they need to bounce back. We know they can do it. We've seen them do it. What is the evidence that Ole is not a good manager? Show me that evidence. Is it something that is factual or are you just making that up to suit your agenda? I, I've seen it on Twitter. I mean, some, some guy just pulled out some stats from, from Bruno's performance um, against uh, in the Portuguese game, in the game with, with Portugal and said, oh, these are amazing stats. Well, he has amazing stats with Manchester United as well. So, oh, these are amazing stats because he's playing in a, a, within a system and playing for a good manager. Come on, guys. Come on. Like, let's let's be real here. If if you if you're looking if like if 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 you want to use Manchester United just to draw traffic to your pages and things like that, then shame on you. Then you're not a real fan. And people should identify those people and stop listening to them. We all know them. We know who they are. They're using the Manchester United brand, associating themselves with it, just to draw drive traffic to their pages and monetize them to make money money. And at the end of the day, those people are trying to sway you to believe things. They don't know football. These guys who are talking about these things don't know football as well as they claim to. They don't. They don't. And that's why they will, they will look for those narratives. They'll go to the gutter, look for all the terrible things to talk about Manchester United. And typically, because of their hate for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, no matter what he does, no matter what Ole does, you will see those guys who are looking for his downfall, who are looking for Manchester United to, to, to lose so that they can get their way. And when Poch gets here, or if Poch gets here, and we spend two more years and we go through the same cycle, where is the rebuild then? How do you really build if you're going through the same cycle over and over again? So at the first slight sign of discomfort, you can't just throw your plans away and that's it. You adapt you stick with it. You find solutions. There's so many solutions to, to the problem, problems that, 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 that come up. And you find ways to, to do it. So Alex Ferguson didn't win all 38 games in, 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 uh, when he was manager of Manchester United. That wasn't the way it worked. There were, there, were, there were bruises and bumps along the way. The most famous night in Manchester United history they were, two, they were just a few minutes from being dumped away from that Champions League and probably they would never have made that trouble. In the game against Chelsea, 2008, it was a penalty shootout. We count those two Champions Leagues as very, very important for us. And, sh and, and rightfully so. Nobody remembers how that happened. 
or what tactics we played in those games. What we remember is that we won. And we won because the manager had everyone behind him. The team was playing for him. And the team was pulling in the same direction. And that's what we want. That's how you build a team. It's not just about tactics. Tactics doesn't, it's not what wins trophies. It's not the only thing that wins trophies. You need great individuals. You, you need great team spirit. You need a great team culture and you push forward. And these are the things that I see, we see Ole trying to imbibe in the team and the players he's bringing in and what he's trying to do. So guys, I beg you, support your team, support your manager. Let's, let's, let's get them to where we know that they can perform again. And let's stop all this whiny stuff that we're doing. Thank you.